clap. Oh, well, that went well. That's good. It's the time difference. Yeah, that's it. It's all that way down south that I'm at, so it's totally different. <laughs> it's not the first time you've been down south, is it, Mike? No, yeah, no, I've done it a bit, innit? <laughs> I'm just loving it. I'm still in my yeah, room. Oh, yeah, up there. I've got done the apples and pears and all that, don't I? But, yeah. <laughs> well, would you just been eating some lovely jelly deals then, eh? <laughs> oh, yeah, love a bit of jelly deals, yeah. Flipping over then I'm going to go down the fish and chip shop and get me in my Capri. Yeah, in Capri down there with the old dice dangling and Tracy on my elbow down there. She's lovely, lovely girl. She's lovely. Her mum's nice. Her mum makes a lovely breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> lovely breakfast. <laughs> lovely, lovely breakfast. This is all deep fried everything. Deep fried everything. She deep fry your coffee if you get away with it. Lovely. Yeah, I've it battered. Batter my coffee in front, exactly. please. Exactly. Occasionally you get a bit of fag ash in it because it like she likes to smoke you. So she says, it's my one vice in life. I do like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Only that and the and the Yana stuff, yeah. And obviously the uh, yeah. fifty-seven bottles of Lambrini on a Friday night. Oh yeah, yeah, a couple of baby shams just to chase it up, you know. Should we start the show then? Okay. Then. <laughs> That's a warm up. <coughs> warm up. <coughs> yes. Just cough. Yeah. Yes. I was, you know, I had spent a season in um, Budlands, you know. I remember I was camel chasing for a while. Um, mm. It was very, very dangerous work, in fact, because, you, you know, they talk about lions and they talk about, you know, cheetahs and stuff like that. But a camel has got a kick on him and he can spit like... Oh, they're angry beasts, you know. They've always got the hump. <laughs> right. I got no idea what's going on here. It's like a sketch show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all gone exactly. a bit tricky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fuck. Right. I could pose myself. Nah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> That's not happening, no. <laughs> Shudders on me lungs. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you just start off for sure doing like Michael Caine. Could you do Michael Caine? You could do Michael Caine. It's like, like, stop throwing those bloody board games at me. Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're, you're only supposed to throw the dice once. <laughs> that wasn't even anything like Michael Caine. <laughs> and he, he had his constitution. And he thought he, thought he was going to throw... 15 because afterwards he thought he was thrown with advantage what he didn't realize that he'd left his bow back in the tavern (laughs) (laughs) he'd substituted it for an emerald it was the size of a duck egg what are you saying alfred sometimes i'm saying you should stop playing bloody ball games and go outside I can't, I can't do young Mike. Oh, it must be my age. I can't do young Michael Caine. No, he's. he's he... I can only do young. Oh, I can do like the old, old, the old, the old cigars have kind of. Yeah, that's isn't it? That's like the trip, isn't it, with Steve Coogan in that? Fantastic. Yeah. Right, five minutes <laughs> in, still not started the show. This is good. Oh, yeah, but doing well. Comedy gold so far, though. People are oh, yeah, loving it. Oh. Um. Okay. <laughs> Right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, let's do this. Good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, Richard. How are you? I'm very good, Mr. Barnes. How are you? Good, good. I'm all right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. this is this is we're not wizards, and I'm here with um, Mr. Mike Barnes, who is who is is part of this. He's uh, part of this wonderful podcast called Who Dares Rolls. Yes. And he also does other things as well. At the moment. I have been known to do other things as well. He's, I've been known to occasionally podcast. He's currently 
he's locked in his cupboard, and that yes, <laughs> and that'll become apparent very very soon. <coughs> but, <laughs> but um, for first of all, for people who have <laughs> who are listening for the first time, mm. thank you for joining us. The reason that we do this is because quite simply, there's not enough podcasts out there about board games. I've checked, and now you can check on Spotify. Can you? Yes, you can. And guess what? What's that? We're on Spotify now. Ooh. Don't know. Don't know how it happened. Don't know how it happened. No idea. Magic. Well, don't say the M word. We've already spoken about this, Mr. Burns. Not allowed to say anything about magic. But the other reason that we do this is because Mike was on a little while ago. It was a while back. It was a while back. It was last year. It was last year. It was 2017. The year, Yikes. the year that people would like to forget, they would say. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> but now you're back. I, I am. Because you're doing only two. But how, how the devil are you? First of all, are you well? Well, I am well. I am. I kept well. I've, I've, you know, had a little bit of a rest, and then um, the old, the old pep, the old, I can't even say the word. The podcast and the website had a little bit of a, a bit of a, you know, a little bit of a lay down, a little rest, because it's been tiring work. Yeah. But we are reigniting the old boiler. And, uh, and, and, and some uh, people and might say a, reigniting the wet fart of Hooters. Well, yeah, it's probably closer to the thing. The long, drawn out death letter of a man dying of terminal flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, so, so yes, that's that's happening again. We've, uh, yeah, back, we're kind of back with it. Uh, I'll try and at least get one out a month, so that we'll see how we do. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, it, it is with what I'm working with, you know. It's like trying to wrestle sort of like just crazy kittens. So, yeah, it's always just... like trying to herd cats. It's like trying to get together a regular kind of D&D party kind of thing, Ugh. isn't it? It's kind of like yeah. everybody, like once a month, guaranteed. And then it moves to <laughs> once every six weeks is a definite. And then it's like, who can do June? Exactly. It's, it's you know, oh, next week, no, week up, no, week after that. Okay, oh, oh yeah, April. Okay, then we'll do that. Somebody, I mean, there's so few of these podcasts around, we can afford to pick and choose when we put them out because obviously there's nothing else to keep people entertained with. Exactly. People, in betwixt times. I know, people are just waiting because obviously when they go to iTunes, there is only about five of us, I think. Yes. You know, <laughs> you got to mention game and rules because otherwise we'll get in trouble. Oh my God, don't. Come, don't. <laughs> Don't you don't invoke him. It'd be here like he's like a the genie in Aladdin. Bing! The pot. Hello. Yeah. Can I? Would you like me to teach you a game? No, no, go away. That's a, it's uncanny. It's, it's almost like he's in the room. Then there's poly polyhedron collider, which we love. Well, we don't. We talk about them really, frankly, on occasion. I mean, yeah, honest, there's you know, you know they kind of they come along. Yeah, they kind of like turn up. They do. They they kind of just like oh, like a bad smell really <laughs> i just you know the, the constant bane of my existence there i have been quite happily plopping around podding away and then they turn up with their shenanigans and aircon they're going to aircon so if, oh, well you know so if you're yeah. going to aircon the polyhedron collider boys are going to be there which should be a lot of a lot of fun because we have yeah they didn't turn up last year there was only andy turned up last year i did last year aircon oh. and, uh, are you doing it this year I'm, it's very long way to go. Yeah. And you and you go past and you go up north and it just gets all green, <laughs> and then they all talk. You just can't understand them. And, be, and it's like be very careful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they do make a lovely cup of tea though, so that's that's the, to their advantage. Well, that's where it was invented. 
Yeah, it's a, I let him off for that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's too much of a trick. I was going to do it, but it's bloody miles. And um, I did enjoy it last year, but it's a killer. That journey is a killer. I drove up there last time. I was in the car for like, was for like a week. <laughs> was it six hours or something like that? <laughs> something ridiculous like that. I, I mean, now I, I mean, when you're stuck in a vehicle with your own company, frankly, it's not good because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an arsehole. So. <laughs> <laughs> Even I was sick of me by the time I got to the end of the day. You sick. <laughs> Shouted at yourself, say, listen, if you don't shut up, I'm going to turn this car around. That's it, out and out. <laughs> you end up running alongside the car. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let that be a lesson to me. Like Brian out of East 17. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me, dearie, dearie me. Because um, last, time, last time you were on, um, you were involved in uh, Dyes. Oh yes, I was. You I was. was involved in that. And you've I, I moved did. away. You've moved away from there. Um, yes. In the time. In the time from that, because that was a little while ago. So yeah, it was a while back. Anything has been catching your eye of late in terms of the actual cardboard? Because let's not talk the about old... the past. We do like to talk no. about the past, but you can look at. You know, there's. You've been on before, and we've had a good. We've had a good. Um, we had a good we chat. Did a lot of, yeah, we I did almost. Do. I'd just like to. See, I almost bought Ready Player One in no, pick form. Come on! I'll tell you what. I'll do it just now while you were here. I will do it while you're the like. Movies out this month. Let's... Movies out. Got like a few more weeks. Yes, I know, but it's kind of like I don't know. We'll have to see. So, mm. you've been playing anything recently that has been kind of grabbed you? Uh, um, well, yeah, just trying to be. I played some Rising Sun. All right. That finally came. That arrived eventually. Uh, we won't go there, but <laughs> but yeah, when it did turn up, but yeah, I played a little bit of that, and I quite, I do kind of like what that's doing. I think that's got some legs, actually. Um, but I've not played enough of it to really kind of formulate a full sort of like all, oh, you know. But I I did like what I what I played of it. Um, I saw, I heard the um, I heard the board game in bed, board games in bed. People talk about it just today, and they yep. said that um, they kind of prefer Blood Rage. Um, it takes a certain type of, it takes a certain type of cutthroatness in terms of sometimes like the negotiation. And it sounded like they had a cracking, yes. they had a cracking game of it, and it sounded at some point that um, it all kind of kicked off almost. Yes. And um, <clears throat> so they were talking about that, but I've heard it's it's kind of, is it one of these games that if you're not into the kind of the negotiation type of thing, then maybe it's not. It's not kind of for you. Um, there is, I mean, obviously there is the a bit of diplomacy in it. Literally a bit of diplomacy. Actually, it's kind of robs a little bit of that. Um, you, you, I mean, you don't have to do a massive amount of negotiation, but I think the couple of games I've played of it is that if you are going to get involved in any of that, that it does give a bring a lot more to the game. Mm. If you if you've got people because you've got lots of options to betray people as well, of course. But I mean, there's that whole if you can team up and, and there's lots of I, I do like how it links when you team up with people, you get more abilities. Mm. So it's kind of it's kind of dangling the carrot that you're gonna have one of these allegiances. But you know, there's some clever plays of it. I, I played one where my brother-in-law actually was breaking allegiances, and he had a power that he could select the mandates you get. If every turn you have these mandates that you select that um, give you what you can do that round. And his ability of his race was he could he could basically put anything down as a blank and call it what he wanted. And he was just burning off all the mandates that have been really helpful to us. 
Um, so it's it's quite brutal, um, as I say, and I think there's a lot in it. I mean, I love Blood Rage. I really like Blood Rage, and it is a different beast. Blood Rage is um, a faster game, though I think Blood Rage is very unforgiving to new players with that drafting. Um, with experienced players, Blood Rage is really good. I think a new player coming to Blood Rage, a bunch of people who've played it a dozen times, is going to get hosed completely. Yeah. Um, but this is a bit more forgiving in those regards. But um, they are different beasts, obviously similar, cut from same cloth. But um, but yeah, this one's got a little bit more going on, a bit deeper, I think, mechanically, and, and a bit more meat on its bones. I've kind of, yeah. I don't know if I've got a bit of backer's regret with Rising Sun. I'm not sure. I'm kind of on the fence because I know, <coughs> I know at some point somebody's going to bring it to the club, and I'm going to be like, yes, I definitely want to play it. Um, but at the same time. I kind of... Do you know what put me off? I think at the time, it was the kind of the paid-for expansions at the time. And I, th- I looked yeah. at it, and I kind of went, this is going to be an absolute fortune. If I go in for this, and it looks stunning, and I'm not one to kind of go in, I guess, half kind of way. You know? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, I didn't get any of the expansions. I did, I, I, did, I just did the base pledge, because I was looked at the expansions, and there was the map, which probably would have been nice to have now I think about it. I do regret a little bit not having the map. But um, I, I do think the base set was gorgeous. And actually on this, all the Kickstarter extras were really quite nice. They weren't just cosmetic. The strongholds all being plastic models, which you won't get if you buy it off the shelf in the store. It's a bit of a shame, really, actually. Yeah. But I do think it's a, it's a kind of a weird one because I'm kind of full on the thing. I've got it and I think, well, actually, it looks really nice. And it's the first time I've where I've actually felt the extras, the bling, has actually it does add to the game. It's quite nice. Yeah. Whereas sometimes it's kind of superfluous. But I do feel it's a little bit of a, a jibe that, you know, anyone who missed out on the Kickstarter is not, is getting a little bit less of, of a game. The game's all still there, but actually those extras did punch it up a little bit. It does look gorgeous with all the extra bits. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it comes down to when you're paying... As opposed to paying eighty quid when you're paying like a hundred and forty quid instead, you know. And it's, yeah, it's the same I mean, kind of thing. Mm. but that I mean that discussion can go on, can go, can oh, go God, on and on yeah. and on. Don't, yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's it's entertaining. I, if you're a fan of blokes on the map, board Eric Lang, Chaos Mayhem, yeah, Stabby Stabby, then you know it does that and it does it very well. And it's quite it's very good. I mean, the bling aside, well, because we all like a bit of toy and a bit of plastic, but it is it is quite a nice tight little game in there. Yeah, I kind of, do you know what, I kind of, um, I played, and we actually spoke about it recently, not you and me, but me and Colin, spoke about yeah. The Godfather. Oh yeah, I see, I like The Godfather, it's a, again, it's a, that's a solid game. I really liked it, I really, yeah. really liked it. I was actually um, pleasantly surprised from it, I think I, I kind of, um, I got it on, I got it on a whim, and I got it really, really for a good price when I got cool. it. And I thought, right, okay, I'll get this because it's Eric Lang, tick, bing, you know what I mean? It's cool many, yeah. cool many or not, bing, whether, you know, whichever way you look at it, the production values, you're all, you know, are always going to be there. Um, yeah. But really, you know, it was, I think I said this at the time, it's one of those games that within two or three turns, you get it. Yes, I, I loved the, the rule. There's like four rules in that game, yeah. really. And you can teach it so quickly, and you can play it, yeah. and you get it, and it's as a design sort of to, for other designs to look at. Say what you will about it, can you get some slack, you get some crap, and all that. But actually, yeah, that rule set is tight. It's a really tight little rule set, and it works beautifully. 
Um, it's a great little game you, you can teach. My only issue with the game is, A, thematically, it's barely Godfather. It's kind of yeah. a bit sploshed. Yeah, we said the um, same. We said the same. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not really the Godfather game, really. Um, and I think it's a bit overproduced what it is. It's lovely. Little tins and all that are very cool, but it, it doesn't need all that shit, really. Well, I think the other thing I said... But it's nice. Yeah, I think the other <laughs> thing I said was I felt the artwork was kind of wasted. I felt there was... Yeah, a, someone... yeah. It's all in the rule book, yeah. not on the cards. I'm like, there's some gorgeous art in that rule book, and you're like, there's none of it's on any of the bloody cards. Uh, it is one of these things that I would, you would take individual pages of the of the rule book and kind of get them blown up, and then yeah. stick them on the wall, because they would do in a, you know, you could see them in a themed room. Cause yeah, it, they were lovely. Oh, yeah. it'd be fan- absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, Rising Sun. As I say, if you're saying to me didn't back it then you're kind of missing out potentially a little bit i might wait and see who has got it one of my yeah yeah one of my friends got lords of helios oh i've seen lots of photos yeah i love the theme for that Mm. i love the mechanical kind of theme for that anything else you've been kind of bringing to the table as well to be honest it's gloomhaven Really? Um, we've just we're so my got two game groups and one my one group is pretty much we're just completely we're, we're, we're in Gloomhaven. We're kind of mostly into that. And that's been since before Christmas. We've just been playing Gloomhaven every week. Um, and every time... I, I've said a few times, well, maybe we'll have a little bit of a break. And we did a TI4 one night, I think. And we did mm. play Rising Sun. But other than that, it's been Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven, Gloomhaven. And that's pretty much what we've been playing on a on a permanent loop, really. Is it... Um, how many folk you got playing it? Four of us are playing it. Right. Because, I mean, Colin... Colin got Gloomhaven and he says he, he, he try to get a group together to actually just regularly play it. It's yep. been a bit of a it's been a bit of a nightmare for him. So he's kinda like going This is a bit rubbish because apparently I've got this fantastic game that's in you know that is in a you know, it's a huge box. And he showed me the box and I was like, Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's, monster. it's monstrous. Absolutely fantastic. It's a monstrous box. But it says you know, you can commit to playing, I can commit to playing, but we need kind of like a third and a fourth that are always going to be ready and always going to be playing. So we're wondering about yeah. kind of taking it out on a month, once a month basis and just saying, right, this is the Friday that we play Gloomhaven, basically. Um, in your experience so far, mm-hmm. is it going to play as well as a two-player game as, as a four, do you think? I, well, I imagine it, it, it should still be entertaining. Um, I mean, the level's designed to kind of... to factor into how many of you are playing it hmm. so it, it, it's quite cleverly designed in that you know if there's only a couple of you in there then you're encountering you know what the dungeon says for two players rather than you would for four so i think it's it's balanced quite well that i don't think actually in the scheme of things you should really notice anymore but then it's quite cool to have more characters you know more because you've got more abilities on the board and there's more crazy stuff going on yeah um, yeah i've heard it it's like character in a box so it's not like the Days of Hero Quest or, you know, let's face it, Super Dungeon Explorer or something. It's like, well, this yeah. time I'm going to play this character and I'll use all the special abilities. It's almost like Legacy. You take the guy out of the box, you pick a card. That tells us kind of like what his goal is. And once he fulfills yeah. his goal, then he goes he goes back he in the box. Yeah, yeah, he retires and you get a new class open up. 
Um, I mean, I haven't retired my character yet. My character's in like a level seven now. It's not retired. It's mission to, for his retirement mission. It's like one species of creature I've got to kill that we've encountered once, <laughs> and everyone killed everyone killed them before I even saw the bloody things. Yeah. So, um, but um, it's. I mean, it's a, it's a, it is a, it, I think it's well worth a lot of the hype it's got. I totally appreciate you really got to have a good group that can play it regularly. And I knew going in that we were going to do that. So we're, that's a regular weekly thing for us. Um, I mean, I think it's been over egged on the D and D side of it, the RPG side of it. There is, you know, this story there, yeah. um, but it's just, it's, but I think you get immersed into the world of what there is there. More importantly, into your character and leveling it up. Uh, and that that questing and going on, it's got a bit of World of Warcrafty sort of vibe to it. Um, and it is quite... I mean, we've not got tired of it yet. You know, we've played a lot of that game now. I don't actually know how many games we've played, but it's it's months of it we've played. Is, a, is that a good introduction to role-playing, then? If you if somebody I, says, you know, I'm thinking about playing... I'm playing, going to play Dungeons & Dragons, or I've been asked if I want to play Dungeons & Dragons, and if somebody says, but I've got the option of playing... We're going to be thinking about playing Gloomhaven for a couple of months before we jump into the campaign. Do you think that'd be a nice little introduction for them oh, to do that bloody... instead? It's a bit of a st- if I'm honest, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Um, it's I mean Gloomhaven is far and above more of a tactical battle game. Yeah. You're you know you're mo- it's your miniatures and you're fighting those creatures in the dungeons. The RPG elements are kind of skimmed over the top. There is some story in there, and it definitely story builds as you go through the game. But really. Uh, it's it's far removed, in my opinion. It's more closer to a, a video game RPG type experience rather than a an RPG experience. All right, okay. Like I, I'd say, you know, yeah. If you played the Borders Gates of the Worlds and you played the Final Fantasy, that's sort of the video game RPG. It's more that than it is a traditional RPG. Is what I would say. Okay, cool. All right, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So Gloomhaven's going to be for some time then. Well, apparently so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's supposed to be like a year's worth of game in that box so well, <laughs> i mean box. It, there is a lot going on and we've opened some new characters up and we've the map's grown and we've got more locations on the map now and stuff's going on but um yeah i i, I don't feel at this point that like there's an end in sight we get like quest chains opening up so i'm still at the point of going yeah i can't see you know there's not i don't know <laughs> stuff's happening but i'm not convinced where we are in the adventure i have no idea it's um, kind of strange but it's kind of good because you kind of it's almost like it's easy to get kind of fatigue. There's very few yes. games. There's very few games I know that people will just come back again and again and again and again. I guess recently, Legend of the Five Rings. I think I've, I've, not played I've seen that. lots of. There's a two. I think uh, Mr. Leo and Andy. They're just yeah. constantly playing Legend of the Five Rings all the time, all the time, um, without fail, regardless of whatever is on. Um, and again, apart from maybe a traditional kind of D and D campaign, there's got to be the kind of the the draw in it as as well. I mean, I've been I've been there with Descent. Yeah, I got I got bored very quickly with Descent. Yeah, if I'm honest. I played quite a lot of Imperial Assault because that's Star Wars. Yes, and it's much better implementation, I think, of Descent. Uh, Descent, I just got kind of bored with Descent because it the the actual world and the characters were a bit yeah, they were kind of. Not, they're just kind of very stereotypical sort of... It needed better flavour text, in my opinion. Yeah, it needed yeah, to step away from the traditional tropes to make it maybe potentially do something different. I reckon the mechanics were there. And it was yeah. damn good fun to play. But you kind of almost ended up moving from point A to point B and kind of slaughtering everybody kind of in between. 
yeah. far too many times. And then there was also times where you felt that I felt the DM had to kind of hold back a bit because otherwise it was yes. going to make things so difficult for you. Um, I think the, the problem I had was Ben was DMing for us quite a lot and he didn't come from a RPG background, so he really didn't know how to pull his punches. So we no. were getting just slaughtered. Mm. And, um, and you're kind of going, yeah, this isn't really any fun. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed no, it, which is why I I took over GMing on the Imperial Assault games, and I went more for a, a more like RPG GM type role where I was kind of, you know, giving them ins and outs so that they actually felt that they were at a chance. <laughs> okay, okay. No, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's just interesting. I think do you know what I think what's made me think about this was because I was because the um, looking through a lot of the games that I have, and I'm considering, um, I've been lucky. With the games that I've got, as in, um, but I'm also thinking about: is it time to start kind of maybe trimming oh. a bit of pruning? <laughs> I am thinking because I'm in the process of converting my garage at the moment into an actual games room. Yeah. So, um, so when, when I eventually get out there, I might I might have a think and look because you know you, when you look and you've got like four or five deck builders, you're like, mm, do I need four or five deck builders? Probably not. How many of them am I playing? Um, yeah, it's kind of like, am I actually going to play it? Am I actually going to miss it? Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of Imperial Assault... Yep. Mine's unpunched. <sighs> I mean, to be fair, I mean, I haven't played it since we started playing Gloomhaven, so uh, I've got... Mm. I mean, I've played the base set, I've played the uh, Empire Strike, the, the Hoff version, and then the Jabba's Realm and the other ones I own, the expansions, none of them have yet hit the table, so... I, do you know what? I think I got it at the wrong time. I think I got it um, at the time where I had um, I hadn't too long finished um, Descent, and yeah, I'd say, yeah, a bit burnout. And my birthday came up, and my mum says it's a special birthday. And I was like, I know, I know. Don't tell anybody. You know, I'm twenty one, twenty one again, twenty one again. <laughs> and she went, here, have some birthday money. And I went, right, okay. Imperial Assault. I'm just going to get it because I got it for I got it for a bargain at the time. I think it was in one of the Christmas sales or something like that so I got it and it's just kind of sat there yeah and it's just never got there because I thought I've, I've even said shall we play Imperial Assault and thought well we've kind of played Descent and that kind of ran its course so I'm not kind of sure unless you know you're going to show me something magical and then as you know kind of other games other games kind of come, come on other shiny stuff appears as always you know I've, Indeed. I've got GKR heavy hitters sitting there mm. I've got um, <clears throat> I've got um Grimslingers has arrived. Oh. Um, City of Kings. Have you got that yet? Not yet. This I, well, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to say anything. But I was just, I just got off of um, having a chat with Frank, actually, our buddy Frank. So. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's, yeah, bless him. <laughs> I do like Frank. I'll, I'll, I love Frank. He's lovely. But yeah, um, unfortunately, City of Kings, the European distribution, has uh, hit, a, hit a bit of a speed bump. Yes. Yeah, he's put a, <laughs> mainly Games Quest. <laughs> he, put, he put an update out today, so we'll see what we shall see. What, yeah. we shall see what happens. But I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. But it does mean that other things kind of get pushed to the side, which yeah. leads me on to my thing, which is to say, do I need all of these games? Am I going to play these games? Do I own certain games because you should own them? Yeah. You know, I've been looking. I have been looking because I'm thinking. You know, there's a lot. Of, I've got. I'm surrounded by cardboard boxes, and I'm like, really, do I need all that? It's not that's not got played. When's that last got played? When did that get played? So, well, yeah, I may need I may need to have some self control. 
I think the only ones that I'm kind of a little bit um, hesitant to let go would maybe be the Kickstarter stuff. Yeah, I think anything that is not going to be easy or cheap to replace, then I think would uh, would be the last things to go out the door. If anything that's going to cost me a small fortune to get back, then or, or out of print, that's the other thing as well. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nothing. Um, I mean, I've got, <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got Hero Quest there. <laughs> yeah, I've still got mine. There's, I couldn't get rid of my I Hero Quest. I just, can't. I can't do it. I can't. I played it a couple of years ago with the kids. They really enjoyed it. So. Yeah, I played it like about yeah. I played it like very very recently with the kids, and um, they really really well. They kind of really liked it. In fact, I took it along to the club because one of the guys kind of um, went, "You've got Hero Quest." I was like, "Yeah, I've got Hero Quest." He says, "You joking?" He says, "No, nah, I've got Hero Quest Advanced, the one with the men at arms." He went, "I've never even seen that." I says, "I shall bring it in." So he brought it in. And he played it, and. What you don't realise at the time is Hero Quest is really difficult. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's a tricky swine. When you're starting out, it's really, really tricky to play, especially if because it's like the role because there's a whole role for attack. There's a whole role and move. It's like such a random, slightly advanced version of Snakes and Ladders. Because if you go down the wrong path, you're absolutely stuffed. But it was yes. good fun. But it, but I'm, I'm going to hang on to it. I've got Space Hulk as well. Yeah, see, I, I got rid of my early version of Space Hulk. I lent it to someone, and I don't remember who. Never saw it again. Oh. Very annoying. But um, this, what annoyed me with Games Workshop, which I think they're getting better, is the most recent reprints of the bloody thing. They still only put out very limited numbers, so it's like it's gone before you mm. see it. So I, I kind of part of me, nostalgia-wise, did enjoy Space Hulk. Although Gale Force Nine have announced an Aliens game, so. You know, I'm a little bit excited about that because Gale Force Nine are, are quite good at their license stuff. Yeah, I'll need to see. I'll need to see licenses um, and Kickstarters are can be nice little bedfellows and can also be fairly seem to be fairly not working <laughs> incredibly <laughs> well. Um, well, yes, <laughs> kind of current. I think um, Total was it Total Recall. Was the oh, last one I looked God, at. It looked awful. And I, I kind of looked at it and I went, um, "Where's Arnold?" But then, the, yeah, uh, you're right. He was there. Was no Arnold there? Was there? No. There was a very bad photoshopped Sharon Stone-ish artwork. But I, you're right. I never saw any Arnold in there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it was. And then it was like it was a real shame because the Kickstarter guys went, um, "Guys, I don't think you realise, but." To actually use the image of Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh yeah, big money <laughs> would have cost us. Would have cost us thousands upon thousands. It would have made actually producing the board game kind of prohibitively expensive. And it was the same. So that's why they didn't have um, like your man was it Michael Ironside and yeah, yeah. obviously Sharon Stone and and everybody else that was in it as well. They wouldn't have. You know, they, didn't, they didn't have them in. Why? But. Why bother? Why bother then? You know, that's licensed this this wonderful movie everyone loves, but that's not actually put anything from the movie in the game. I know. You kind of go, hmm. I don't know. I I do have a. Uh, there's not been many. I mean, the thing I quite enjoyed, uh, the thing, the new thing board game by um, Mondo did it. That's, that's it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not as good I think as the print and play one that um, Mark Chaplin did. Yeah, which is very nice. Um, uh, Batman's on Kickstarter, of course, which is lovely. Yeah, m- moving on. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no love for that. To be honest, it's just it's lots of toys, but it's not Batman to me. It's yeah. I'm, 
I would love a really decent Batman game, but um, I'm not convinced that's what that is at the moment. I put a thing on Kickstarter to say that um, I'm not going to enter into big discussions about the price of a Kickstarter because at the end of the day, for whatever reason that I'm deciding not to back it, that doesn't mean that other people shouldn't be able to oh, back yeah. it. Oh, yeah. People can back it. I mean, there's some lovely looking miniatures in it. Absolutely. It is, yeah. You know, I, I would prefer a Batman game that uh, was more to do with his detecting. That game kind of feels to me a bit like a Batman board game based on the Batman video games. Yes. That's what it feels like. Yes. And, and I want a Batman, Batman board game. That's what I want. Have you got, um, you haven't dipped into the Batman bi weekly hardback comic thing, have you? No, I am, unfortunately. I've got a lot of Batman um, because I did collect it throughout the early or late mid to late 80s through to the 90s to most of the 90s i collected batman i have boxes full of batman comics so um is that so, yeah, death probably, in the family era and yeah all that and all the way through Night, nightfall, nightfall. All, every, all of that i've got every single conceivable issue of that and everything that came out with it so i've lots of batman okay. i am i am however though i have subscribed to the 2080 one they're doing Oh yeah, right, ultimate, okay. The ultimate collection, which is reprinting all the um, early two thousand AD strips like Rogue Trooper and Strotium Dog and all that, which is just gorgeously lovely. Have they done a bat? They've done. They did a Juve Gangs kind of dread game miniatures game yeah, years ago. It was that. Yeah, I had the original. I had a. I've got the original original ball game by Ian Livingstone. He did the first one. Um, it's quite a basic ball game. It's just dread. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't. There was an RPG which I've got still. I'm, and there was a mini one. I think it's still around. I think I fi- actually I think it finished. I think it discontinued. They lost the license. Um, but there is a couple in the in the works. There is a couple coming this year or next year. Um, a Judge Red one. There's like a redo of the uh, mega um, the block wall one or something. There's some sort of card game coming out. I saw. That's that, that takes a license. That's the, all of that 2008 AD stuff. There's some damned good characters and worlds in there that could be really good board games. Yeah, but then okay, you you going back to the Batman board game. Okay. Yeah. What do you want out of a Batman board game then? Because I, I. Yeah. You go first, uh, and then. I okay. Well, uh, well. Okay. Well, I would want. You know. I. I. I don't think generally there's been a really very good superhero board game. Full stop. Um, there isn't. There's not been really. Sentinels of Multiverse. I enjoy. It's a good card game, which is more like actually a well boss battle, where you're kind of all classes fighting a big creature. But there hasn't been, for me personally, a real decent superhero ball game. But Batman one, I mean, the opportunities there of having you more of a detective level, because Batman is supposed to be a detective. Um, so the idea of you're solving crimes as well as beating stuff up, how it would work, I'm not sure. But I just think some sort of like big city map of Gotham or whatever, and you could have, you know, something like they've done with Eldritch Hall or something. Not really that, yeah. not those mechanics, but you know what I mean? Something that's kind of like, uh, something that could be bolted onto. You can just grow the stories of the world around it. Um, I just, I don't know, just something more than just Batman beating people up. I'd almost be a case I would like um, Gotham being the board. Yeah. And then almost like player mats being kind of brought in to represent the different areas. Kind of that kind of thing. I don't think I've seen that before where you're almost entering into, you explore a part of a map and then you expand that part of the map to then go and play within that kind of area. I know that you get modular games, but I don't think you get like, this is the large map, go into this part and explore that area. And I'd kind of like to see that. I'd like to see the detective side of things. 
Um, there's there's definitely options there for it. I mean, I suppose it's. I mean, they'd, why bother? I mean, if you could do what they've done, they've made quite a lot of money off that. So it's obviously there is a lot of people happy to have what that game is. But yeah, I would I would like to see it a bit more story driven. I'd like to see something a bit more story driven, a bit more character driven, and a bit more detecting rather than punchy punchy in the face. Yeah, but is it um, is this a is this almost like the Dark Souls magic, which is you've got an absolutely well loved character, a well loved IP. And look at all these wonderful figures that you get. Yeah. And is it not going to be a case that in the next, I reckon in the next six months, people are going to be flogging these on the open market for oh, pre-painted yeah. for six hundred, seven hundred pound a shot, if not more. I reckon that's. I, mean, I reckon that's what you'll see. No, you're absolutely right. It's probably going to happen. I mean, Dark Souls kind of was a bit of a damp squib in the end. I think wasn't it? It got really huge hype and it did really well on kickstarter but i it's kind of just plummeted off the cliff face i don't i don't really see anyone uh, talking about it i think it's been i think it's been i had um i had dave carl on quite recently yep. a couple of weeks ago and i think it's been a bit of a victim of the production side of things yeah i got a feeling they had some um they were obviously beholden to bandai's sign-offs and stuff as well yeah, so they had to wait for them to come back and say you can do this, you can do that, and I think they were one of these just these unlucky, unlucky in the take in the case that they got. Um, they seem to keep hitting Chinese New Year. It's yeah. al- <laughs> it's almost as if it was happening on a regular <laughs> basis. Oh, here it comes again. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I think that's kind of put it back. But yeah, I mean, when you've got a long when you've got a long burning game like that, when you've got the core game. And then you get some people going, eh, core game, wasn't so sure about that. But I still play it. I, I, I don't know, I must be one of these stupid people who I'll rock it up on the table and still have fun. But I, I, really wanted to, I really wanted to have it. I, I nearly backed it and I was on the fence and I was like, oh, and I didn't in the end. And I love the idea of it because I love the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd heard a lot of people go, mm, you know, grumbly, grumbly. Um, I have seen the card games coming out though, and that's supposed to be quite good. So I might well yeah, have the card game. Yeah, DC did that as well, and um, I I think the competition that was there was the Bloodborne card game, which was we talk about kind of Eric Lang's peaks and troughs. The yeah. Godfather was very very high, and I kind of walked away from Bloodborne. Kind of mm, okay. I did. I wanted to enjoy it more than I did. I quite enjoyed it, but it was it needed more in that box. I think there's nothing worse than kind of like really kind of what I wanted to get my hands on it for so long and when I got my hands on it I was kind of like oh I was I must have I I don't know if I purposefully blanked out watching any let's plays on it because then I went oh it's cards and it's collecting red thing blood tokens and oh okay (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's quite a fast little game. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a it's a quite it's a sort of cutthroat cavernsy. It's uh yeah. kind of like a, a faster flowing one of that. Yeah, but it was three player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. But anyway, I mean, it's still as I say, I still really like I still really like the kind of the Dark Souls board game. I will take it out on occasion and just rattle through it because, first of all, I don't have my PlayStation Three. It's rack. It's um, it's away somewhere. Um, will Dark Souls the board game continue to get played when the remastered Dark Souls oh. game is available oh. um, I don't know probably um, we don't know I, if I saw it cheap uh, cheaper than it is I might well pick it up and play it but I mean it's kind of quite costly and I look at it and I go 
I haven't heard enough good things from enough people to make me want to sink money into that because I don't think it's going to get to the table very often. So I'm like, yeah, it was, it was something I was interested in, but yeah, I've not heard enough people kind of like frothing at the mouth about it. We'll see what happens because they've got the expansions coming out. And whether yeah. that's going to kind of going to bring out some additional rules, I think there is some additional rules kind of coming the way when they do the the additions. I think there'll be um, a flurry of excitement again when people get the second figures. I think there'll be a flurry oh, yeah. of painting, and then I think people will be kind of getting it to the kind of getting it to the table. But until then, it's gonna we'll see. Until it comes out, I'll still. I'll still bring. I'm still bringing it out on occasion. I know there's a lot of people that have um, have kind of locked it away in a little room. And speaking of locking things away, <laughs> that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, speaking of locking, well, yes, uh, <laughs> locking things in rooms. Were you born in a barns? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm locking people in rooms, and <laughs> not in a. I was going to say you got through the prison officer training then. Yeah, yeah it worked out all right. <laughs> I heard you get a really, really nice. You got about three or four blue shirts. I heard it's quite good. That's nice. That's quite handy then. Change of shirts is always nice, isn't it? Especially, I heard you like play rattling keys. So you're kind of you're in your element. A bit of key rattling and a blue shirt. I'm happy. <laughs> here comes here comes Mike, Mikey the rattler. I want, I want one of those key rings with a chain on it. Oh no, one of those extendable cords on it. That's what I want. So I can kind of stretch keys and swing them as I walk down there. You know? Exactly. That's perfect. Get fired up on a Sunday night by watching Shawshank Redemption. Indeed. Right, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm ready now. Um, so that has not helped anyone. <laughs> I just, I, you know what I mean? We're not here for sense. Um, no. We're here for chat. But um, how did you come about it? I mean, where is it, first of all? Um, so it's in sunny Southampton. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down here. So yeah, I I, I nearly worked for Asmund Day, nearly did, and then I I had their offer and a local escape room that I went and saw, which was rather gorgeous, and they offered me as well. And I was like, you know what? I quite fancy the idea of doing the escape room thing because the the Asmund Day job was a desk job, and it's like, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I I work. I'm, I manage the local escape room. Illusion Escape Rooms in Southampton, um, and we uh, yeah we've opened the second room in there now. We're looking at another site, and it's quite cool. It's um, they're quite high production. The ones that's what draw me to where I why I'm in the one we're in. Mm. Illusion they because you go to some I don't know, have you done the escape room? Have you been in one? I've not yet. No, I mean it's hard enough okay. for me to get in my car on a Monday morning to be perfectly well, honest. Yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got yeah. one of those cars there, kind of like. The, the anti-lock, the lock thing comes on maybe about 10 oh. seconds too early than it should be. Something like that, pull it at the handle, going, why do you let me out? Let, 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 let me out! Uh, yeah, so it's, it's really, I mean, they what that's what blew me away. I went in there, and their, their production and design and the look of it was like movie prop style. It looked gorgeous. Mm. And I'd been to a couple of other escape rooms, which were a bit more like, hey, you're in a record shop! And it's kind of just painted magnolia. And with a couple of records nailed to a wall, and you're going, yeah, not really, is it? But this, you were like in the environment, so I was kind of like, yeah, I, I quite like what you guys are doing. So um, yeah, I I been started since before Christmas. I've been working with them. I've been doing GM in some games, helping with the design of games. We did we opened a second game now, which is like a horror game, and and based a bit on Saw and Seven, so it's all very sort of 
Oh. You've seen those. You've seen those movies. It's like that. Yeah. Um, and the guys who run it are board gamers. They're big board gamers. So we're selling a selection of board games in the in the place. And oh, more awesome. importantly, the you know I was I was saying well let's get some game mechanics into escape rooms. So you know the the serial killer game we were working on or the Seven Seasons is what it's called. We were trying to put player elimination into it that you would have like a uh, social deduction element where you have to try and work out if one of you is the killer. Things like that. So we're starting to try and. Just eke those little bits of board gaminess into games because a lot of these people that come to these places are muggles. They don't really know of the board game world. So, um, are you using you, a magic term? Uh, I am. You come to this place <laughs> and you use that term here. Do you, <laughs> I feel like it's Morpheus. Like... Do you think that's air that you're breathing? <laughs> There is no sport. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there is no so, room. Yes. <laughs> there is no room. No. So yeah, but you get a lot of you get a lot of you know people who haven't played board games, haven't aren't into the hobby, but yet they will come to an escape room. Um, yeah, but that's getting it though. I mean, that's grasping it. I mean, if I said to people, you know, let's play, um, let's play one night a werewolf. Folk are gonna go. No, I'm not gonna play that because it's it's board gaming. It's complicated, and there'll be exactly. tokens and. You know, but if I say, well, tell you what, one of you is going to be the werewolf, and then I'm going to tell everybody to close their eyes. And then there's going to be a couple of you that are going to be werewolves, you're going to keep your eyes open, kind of thing. And and then folk will go, oh, I get that. And then you've just got to decide between you, you've got to tell lies and tell the truth in order to get out. And I think people kind of get that. They kind of understand that, because they're used to reality TV and people playing games and stuff like that in that kind of way. So that's interesting that you're kind of bringing that in because it, yeah, that sounds kind of quite well, we thought, cool. Yeah, yeah, we thought just kind of sneak it under the radar, mm -hmm. you know, because most of the skate rooms you go in, you've got 60 minutes to get out and that's it. Yeah. You're solving puzzles and clues. But we were like, well, hold on. Uh, that's that start maybe just, just slightly stealthily putting a little bit of game into that game. Um, and they've got some plans. We've got some plans for you know uh, another site and a lot of rooms, and we're looking at licensed property, but we're waiting to hear back. But um, yes, yeah, we, we're hoping to do something a bit more, a bit more cool. You sound um, fairly, you sound fairly involved. You're using, you're oh, not yeah. using, you're sounding like we, as in that's um, somebody that sounds fairly. I mean, for somebody that's been involved in the, the job for like, just gone over two months, that sounds like there's a lot of investment. In your voice there, sir. Oh yeah, no, the, I mean the guys who run it. There's Amy and Simon who yeah. have run it nine months. The stores, the place have been running, um, yeah. and they designed it all and did it all themselves. They're big RPGers. Uh, Simon Larps. They're really big into you know, all the RPG stuff and board games. So we kind of hit it off straight away because we were like completely attuned with our our nerdness. You know, we were like, oh yeah. <laughs> so um. So yeah, it's been quite. We I came when I came aboard before Christmas, and we we finished the the Sins room they've got, the serial killer room they've opened. So obviously I was involved in, in prop design with that, and some of the game design and mm. tweaking it and helping them, and they were coming up with stuff. So yeah, you're kind of it's very much like a very sort of like a closely knit little. It's not like a corporate job. It's you know we're all in the trenches doing our thing, and they're very open to ideas. You know, you go, oh, I think we should do this and that. Like, oh, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so there's lot we have lots of ideas. So um, it is quite interesting. Did you kind of need that then? Do you think? I mean, looking back on being with Dyes, then there was kind of like it was high pressure to get a product out there that was launched, and you were kind of doing everything that you could to kind of 
make that become a reality. When Asmodee came up, and obviously big company, potentially good prospects, job security potentially as well, you know, because yep. the bubble does not seem to be bursting. <coughs> no, no, it does not. But was there a part of you that thought, well, actually, did maybe... Maybe it's not the case that Asmodee needed Mike Barnes, but maybe Mike Barnes needed to be in a place where he could be Mike Barnes. Because if you've ever listened it, to your podcast, yeah, you have. I, this, don't, I don't personally <laughs> listen to it myself. Nah, I mean, I, I, I skim. I, I, I think it's the only podcast I listen to on kind of three times the speed, just so I can just so I can get through it, but I can show support. <laughs> Just, just add an extra one to the download figure. Um, <laughs> no, but it's you're a fairly kind of. If somebody said to me you're going to be hosting an event or like any type of event, I'd be along. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. I mean, generally you're quite personable and you're quite high energy and you're always kind of like good fun. I mean, that's why when it was a case of do you want to come back on the show again, it was like yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely, like get you back on. It's a no, it's a no-brainer for me to have you back on the show again because i know that we could just take the conversation wherever and it's not you're not going to go oh i'm not comfortable with this you just be quiet you see where it goes you know just see where it goes and things like that which is kind of cool so was that what it was with when the escape room kind of job came up did you kind of go actually i are you gonna i mean are you the like the richard o'brien type of character kind of i do do a bit of that um i could just imagine I do do a lot of that sort of stuff in the in in the place. So I there and I do a lot of greeting and I do a lot of setup and we all do our own jamming of the games. Everyone does it slightly differently, uh-huh. um, which is kind of cool. So we're all our own little Richard O'Briens. Um, do you have crystal yes. balls? No, I might get myself a crystal ball maybe. Um, so um, I just I must admit it's all about theatrics to point, and I've always quite. I mean, I've never been shy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah, it was it was a lot of things, and it was like you know what, I'm going to take a, you know, there's always the possibility it might not worked out, and you go, oh well, the new fresh business is the escape room thing bubble going to bop, but I was like, you know what, it looks fun. These guys are really my people. You know, they play board games. We've just got on chatting. The interview process was more us nerding between each other. So you kind of go, you know what. Yeah, I'm, I've, it sounds like it's it sounds fun. It sounds interesting. It's it's not the standard job, and so yeah, I went for it. And it is it's it's, it's enjoyable. I am loving it. Yeah, but is it not better to be doing that then? I mean, you were in your tracksuit jammies. Oh, that's well. <laughs> yeah, I was doing my jammies. Well, I mean, dies. I mean, dies. Unfortunately, um, pretty much what happened with dies is they had to let the marketing guys go. Um, they'd gone into when well, we'd funded really well on. Indiegogo. I mean, they, I can't even remember what we ended up funding at, but it was it was not a sh- shy of a couple hundred grand we did. Yeah. But the guys in the back room in the black suits that we weren't aware of, because they had some investors at the top end, they expected um, a lot, lot more. And I'd, I'd come on very late into the process. So I didn't really know fully what we were on the cards for, but they wanted a, a definitely a couple more zeros at the end of what we eventually achieved. So they were faced with the p- prospect of uh, we keep going with the, the, with you guys on board, but with the business might not survive. Mm. So it was, you know, they're lovely guys. I love the dice guys. There's no hard feeling between us. Um, and they were really good to me about it. They were great. And they were like, look, we can't, we can't afford to keep you guys on. Um, but it's a lovely, you know, we'll write you a really nice reference letter or that if you need any of that. And if, if things turn around, fortunes turn around, then you're the first people we're going to call again. 
Um, so yeah, it, yeah, there was no there was no hatred between us. It was just it, it ran its course, and I was like, okay. I mean, it wasn't great timing. I was like, crap, we're right on top of Christmas. But then, you know, this is this all happened. So it's like stuff happens for reasons. It all kind of works itself out in the end. Yeah. Just just kind of go with the, go with the flow. <laughs> See where it takes you. Do you think this is the kind of the next? I'm not going to say next big thing. But do you think this is kind of what people are kind of looking for that are maybe not looking to that want to dip in? to the role-playing type hobby that want to dip into a fun little party kind of night. I mean, it reminds me of the murder mystery kind of box sets you used to get where people yeah. used to, like, play games and everybody would pretend to be a character and then you'd, you'd be a murderer or something like that. So that would, you know, that would be kind of... That would be kind of cool and that would also be kind of, kind of happening. You, I mean, you said you mentioned you get a lot of people who are not into board games and not called muggles. Um... <laughs> Do you find that there's the general chat? Is it well received from the people? Do you kind of keep an eye on the folk that have maybe saying, "Oh, I'm not sure about this," um, and see their reaction when they kind of come out and they've finished? Yeah, I mean, there is a few. The, the worst ones you can get in are people who've been bought a gift token and they've been sent this thing. You know, great uncle, but here you go. Have this for your birthday. You, you and four people can go down to this room, and they turn up not having. A slightest clue what they're getting into mm-hmm. and they're they're the ones that do require a little bit more work um but you see a lot of people loads of people coming because we sell board games in there now they come in and they will look and they're like and they're like well what's this and we've got some of the classics sort of like pandemic and all that there stuff what i would deem as nice entry points to the hobby um and they and they, they come in and they go into the room and some of them are unsure but then they come out and they're like absolutely hyped because they've had that very intense our long experience of you know solving the stuff and getting through and we and they're, they're story driven our games so one of them they're in a heist so everything's kind of like full on mm-hmm. um so yeah they come out really stoked and people are you know we get a lot of people really enjoying it and i think there's a i was reading something they said the current climate where doom and gloom and brexit and all this other crap is people are spending less money on stuff and more money on experiences yeah, so I think no. that's I think that's why the escape room thing is having a bit of a boom at the moment with us is because people you know they could go to the cinema, which I do, but it's more of an interactive thing and it's they're enjoying it. I don't know, and I and I think people yeah. a lot of people out there want and love playing, but they've lost touch with play. You know, every human being, everyone needs to play yeah. in some to keep yourself fresh and alive. But people just lost touch with it because they just think it's a childish thing. Yeah. So this is a way for getting people who maybe wouldn't play a ball game. Uh, or wouldn't want to do that but they're essentially doing the same sort of stuff but they don't know it it's sort of like stealthily getting them to do that yeah but then i you know i can see people going to say the cinema and then or not bothering going to the cinema because six months later it's out on the it's already out in digital yeah you know yeah. it's like i mean I... thor ragnarok yeah i'm watching it yeah. this week i didn't go and see it at the cinema because pfft, you know, I know I'm the same. I used to I used to go to the cinema all the time. A huge movie fan. Went there all the time, and I just find it got really expensive. And actually, a lot of the time, it's it's not the movies. It's the bloody audience around you. It's just like Jesus. Yeah, some days. So um, yeah, I do the same. I kind of like you know what? I'll wait. It come out on Blu-ray, DVD, on download or whatever, and I'll pick it up when it comes out then, and I'll watch it then. Yeah. Unless unless yeah. unless it's like that movie, the event movie or something. Like Ready Player One, for instance. Now that I will go to cinema to see. I um, have just bought. <laughs> I have just bought 
Ready Player One to read. Well done, you. It's the year 2044, and the real world has become an ugly place. We're it out is. of oil, we've wrecked the climate, famine, poverty, and disease are widespread. Like most of humanity, Wade Watts escapes this depressing reality by spending his waking hours jacked into the oasis. <laughs> so there you go. It um, is a, it's a cracking, cracking read. That's I, your I, fault. I, I, you'll not be disappointed, I hope not. <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed it. It's my one of my most well thumbed paperbacks. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it gets travelled around with me a lot because I can just dip into it. You can just dip, dip in and dip out and see. You can just enjoy the pop culture. What will be the yeah. re- what will be interesting is in about thirty years time when it becomes like a historical document. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, there must be. It's a generational thing, definitely, because there's there's you know I cannot see millennials reading this and getting anything from it. <laughs> uh, which is because it, it's all referenced into the 70s and 80s or 80s culture although the 80s is big back now with Stranger Things isn't it so uh, yeah but then on the other side of it I was listening to the Staying In podcast and Peter yeah. Willington was saying oh actually I think if you're up to the age of 34 then apparently you're still like you're a millennial oh okay <laughs> so, oh, well. so I could have so, so oh, heard God. that so it's like yeah so I'm like well past that so I'm officially a grumpy old yeah Far, oh, yeah. which, is, yep. which is pretty good. It's all good. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. It's no, no. I like the idea. I think, yeah. I think um, people talk about the next kind of the big event watch. And you're right. You mentioned Stranger Things. You mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously. I talked about Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther. I, I've not seen that yet, but I will. <clears throat> I do want. I do like the Marvel stuff. Big huge event watch. Everybody's going to see it. I think people need something more. I think people can, you know, they get told to devour content left, right and centre. And I think it's the lack of interaction with that content. I mean, it's like the new Jessica Jones is out. Yeah. Is that out now? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I missed that. I think think it was out last week. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Do I go ahead and watch it? Yeah, I'll I'll probably go ahead and watch it. Will I grasp it with both hands like I did the last time? Yeah, mm. I don't know. It was. I thought it was one of the best of the, uh, yes. the Marvel TV things. I haven't even watched Punisher yet. To be honest, Punisher is very, very good. I think. Yeah, my, I, I think need people, to do it. I think people stayed away from it because of what happened with Iron Fist. I. Do you know what? I've not watched Iron Fist or Luke Cage because it just didn't grab me. Luke, I, I haven't even finished watching. Was it Defenders or something? The. Uh, the I don't watch. Did. I don't watch Defenders. Um, I've not watched Defenders. I watched. Um, I watched Luke Cage, and I enjoyed it once it got going. Yeah. It's like Luke Cage, as in, it's kind of like, he's slow to start, but once he gets going, he's pretty much unstoppable, and it does it, turn out to be a really, really good... It turns out to be a really, really good series towards the end. It's really, you know, full of some really, really brilliant, strong kind of characters. Um, yeah. Daredevil Season 2 was good. I like, yeah. you know... Um, they're just a bit over long I think that's my issue with the Netflix Marvel stuff is they could kind of do but trim them down to like a 12 episode run or something or whatever they are because they just seem to kind of just go on a, that mid bit it dips and it just becomes a bit of a chore for a while it's like um, it's like the opposite of the Marvel movies you know when yeah. you kind of get you watched um, what did I watch yeah when I watched Thor Ragnarok I thought do you know what I could do with Another one of these I could do with a lot more Hela. I could certainly do with a lot more Thor in this current format and the Hulk. I love that whole thing. I could have said I could have quite happily sat and watched another hour of it. Yeah, yeah. as you say, we're talking about Luke Cage. Yeah. 
there was parts where I thought, oh, I, I know where you're going with character development, but you're just character developing for the sake of developing a character because you know you've got an episode to fill. Yeah. And it wasn't kind of adding anything, kind of anything more. That is the thing. I mean, there's some good... I mean, The Expanse is fantastic. I don't know if you've watched any of that yet. I've started it, um, but then Star Trek Discovery kind of stepped up. And yeah. It kind of blindsided me a bit, to be honest. I did I did enjoy Discovery in the end. Though, actually, I've even started... I've got quite into the Orville, because I was really dismissive of Orville when it was first... It looked like... <laughs> it, it looked... It looked like a really bad version of Galaxy Quest. Yeah. I'm like, this has been done before. But actually, I've started watching it, and I tell you what, it's really well done. And it's kind of it's it is very true to Star Trek, but then it's got the occasional dick joke thrown in. Mm. <laughs> it goes it goes places I never thought it would with the Orville, and they go it could quite sort of real sort of touchy subjects that you go, wow, I'm quite surprised you're covering this in what I thought was going to be a bit of a nonsense. Um, so yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, it kind of goes in there. It's like, um, was I've been watching a dip in and out of Brooklyn Nine Nine, on occasion. Yeah. And that kind of goes into let's do comedy, and then it's like, oh, here's something that's a little bit of a actual serious subject, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> like your man trying to build his daughter a doll's house. <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic. Um, but I mean, with the business, I mean, are you going to get more involved? Um, and um, I mean, are you are you thinking are you thinking about scenarios? I mean, it sounds like you're talking about you know acquiring new prem or more premises to run more kind of more rooms. Have you got ideas of what what you would like to do? You know, is it well, we've be- we've got three firm ideas of what we want to do. Is if we can get it, we want we really want to do is uh, a Joker themed room where you would be trialing out to be one of Joker's goons. And the whole part of the game is there's a bomb you've got to defuse at the end, and the Joker's constantly taunting you throughout the proceedings. Um, and that's one we want to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so side on for that. Um, and yeah, so that's one we we really really want to do. Uh, and we want to do a Stranger Things room where you would be transferring between two worlds, the in between or whatever it is, you know, yeah. the, the upside <clears throat> yeah. down, upside down. Yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're those are two concepts, and the other one is that the third one we're looking at is potentially as a Witcher. Um, oh, okay. And and we think that could be quite cool. But, I mean, the, the idea and plans they've got are stuff that they really want to do is slowly but surely get people into the point where they actually start LARPing without knowing they're LARPing, if you know what I mean. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what we... We want to get these guys... Yeah, exactly. We're just people getting in there and then slowly, slowly kind of stealthily get them doing a little bit of uh, yeah, role play, a little bit of this, and just just slightly getting people to do it, but just not got kind the, of announcing it. The ASMR kicking in. So what do, yeah. what do I do with this then? Put, yeah, I mean they put the helmet still on. The... <laughs> exactly. Put, put on. Maybe we could do a nightmare one. That'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Stick the helmet on. <laughs> you could do that. You could do that in an empty room and just not like have to do that. That could be the super saver. You've got like <laughs> now we've got three rooms. Um, you've got three experiences. You've got the the one at uh, the one at twenty five pounds, the one at twenty two pounds, and then you've got the one at five ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> the 5 <laughs> the nightmare one. Stick this bucket on your head. Just stick this there. bucket in your head, and here's the personal stereo. You just see <laughs> <laughs> later. <laughs> go left, go left, go left, right, right, right. <laughs> Put it in the basket. No, that, no, that, that. 
Sounds so kind of cool. So I don't know. We've got lots of ideas. So it's just kind of trying to do it slowly. I mean, how much does it cost? I want to go into the game. Yes. Um, so it's in the evenings, weekends, it's 24 quid a head, um, which is, is the top end of an escape room price. Um, there is a lot more than you can pay 15 quid or so for. I've seen a lot for. But, um, and the weekdays, if you come in before four o'clock, it's 19 quid a pop. But we got a lot of people in there. And I think the key to it is, is, is what they've done very well before I came aboard and what they'd already done was, A, they were kind of tying into a little bit of film feel to stuff so there's always there's something there you can latch on to so mm. you go oh yeah this is a bit like this or indiana jones or whatever um but also just the production design and the quality of the rooms is far beyond anything i've i've seen locally um so you, you know you're getting a bit more of it they've pushed the boat out everything looks cool the reception area looks very you know real sort of full-on sort of looks like a, a very big sort of style of business all looks kind of mega bucks and hollywoody so, um, yeah, they're going for that top end thing and that experience, which is cool. I think it's quite enjoyable to do it because it's it is it does feel like you're giving a quality product rather than just some bloke in his flat <laughs> with, exactly. with a couple of padlocks and a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Somebody sitting on the couch going, can you get out of the way Corey's on? Yeah. Can you, can you, yeah, just keep it down back there, please. Exactly. Which I've heard some horror stories of escape rooms which almost consist of that. Really? <laughs> Yeah, which is well, always, terrifying. Yeah, there'll always be a couple that kind of crop up, especially if it becomes something that's kind of like really, really popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where, if people have listened and they've went, well, you know, I could get the 17 bus down to Southampton. It's yeah. going gonna, gonna to take a day and a half, but that sounds interesting. Exactly. Um, where can they find you on the interweb nets? Well, the- well, obviously I'm in the usual places, but yeah, there is um, it's www.illusionrooms.com. You go there, have a look at that. You yeah. can book rooms. Um, it all there is the site. You can see a bit of the room. We don't show much because we don't want to spoil anything. Um, in fact, I recently did a video, so there is a video of me being an idiot as usual. So <laughs> I can't <laughs> imagine that would be. Do you just not put that under your category of um, uh, your videos? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not. The, well, no. I mean, me. I've actually just finished filming um, the trailer for our live show at the UK Games Expo. Oh, okay. So um, I need to. That's gonna. I've got to refine it a bit, but that will be getting released soon. Um, which I, I've seen a few trailers have gone out um, for, because Mr. Grogan. God bless his soul, has done one, you know, and uh, you know, pun included, have the whole bit kind of sat there, just kind of going, "Hello, I run a podcast. Would you like to come and watch me live?" And I was like, "What we need to do? We need to Hollywoodize this." So I have, um, I have produced <laughs> the my epic Hollywood style trailer for my <laughs> podcast. Your impersonation of Pro Paul <laughs> just absolutely it's spot on. <laughs> Listen, he'll be after me. He's come after. He's gonna come after you. Ballgate Mafia. Exactly. All right. It's who dares ro- who dares rolls on Twitter. Yeah, who dares rolls at who dares rolls. Yeah, and it's was it who is it who dares rolls dot com or who dares roll dot co dot uk or is it who dares no we're we're dot com. Oh, okay. I thought I'd get the old make us sound a little bit more international. That's about the full extent of my efforts towards the international market. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, 
So um, yeah, I'm out there. So yeah, we've we've got a live show at the UK Games Expo. Second one. We did one last year. We're doing another one. <laughs> There's like shut up and sit down. Yeah. So so Sir Paul and uh, no pun included. And then we're there. I don't know how you know. <laughs> well, that's frankly. Um, so yeah, we we are in there with these these big names. <laughs> what and, did you uh, sit down with like Richard and go? Can we come back? He's like, well, I'm very five hundred five hundred quid. Um, <laughs> yeah, five... I'm lucky that yeah, I'm lucky that Millie does a lot of the organisation. Oh well, that's fine. Then you're, you're kind of cool. for quite well. So she she I think she is amused by my stupidity. So I think she likes to see me making myself look a fool in public. So I can't imagine seeing a nicer man <laughs> as a fool. <laughs> In public, oh my goodness! Um, thank you for coming on, Mr. Mike Barnes. It's been a pleasure as always, Richard. As always, always a pleasure. Never it's like sure. A, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, God, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> it's like which, I, I said. I over still don't know what we've talked about. To be honest with you, I said I said over the show notes, and then I realised that I don't do show notes. <laughs> Did you? Did you? Yeah, I was going to say, did you send me those? I didn't see that. <laughs> no, <laughs> and they're a bit like my podcast notes. Like, oh, yeah. Did you get the fag packet, boys? <laughs> exactly. I don't. I make. I actually make an attempt at sometimes organising it, and then it all falls apart anyway. So, frankly, it's just. I try it. I've tried it. You know, and remember, all you need to do is if you um, you'll find me on Skype at uh, yes. this address, and they go, "What Skype?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is not going to happen. Um, yeah, what we'll do is we'll put the we'll put the links in the show notes. So if you're in the Southampton area, or if you fancy, you know, if you're travelling on a day trip and you fancy doing something interesting and fun uh, that involves getting locked in a room and it isn't drunken disorderly, <laughs> and it's in no way sorted, nothing at all. Um, Come and get locked in a room with me and be entertained by me, your personal host for an entire hour. What more could you ask for? Do people get a discount if it's you? Um, <laughs> we should. I have been speaking about uh, maybe that we could offer a discount to like one of the, some of the big Facebook groups. Um, oh yeah, because there's UK trading and chat and all that. And uh, yeah, I thought well, you know, actually offering it to, to to hobbyists is not a bad thing. So we are in discussions. We're in discussions. Yeah, discussions. So, yeah, we might. We, yes, we might do that. I think it's a good thing to do. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to. Yes. Go to Spotify. Did I say we're on Spotify? You're on Spotify? I'm on Spotify. I can't believe it. Gracious. How do you fire fire your spots anyway? How does that work? I don't know, know, but we got an email saying, congratulations, you are on on Spotify. And I was like that. I I don't know what I meant to do now. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I might have popped myself on that at one point. I don't even know why. Oh, no, I'm on Stitcher. So All right. I don't know if that's, no, we're on that's, Stitcher. Uh, yeah, I need to get on Spotify. That's I'm, we're on, I'm we're on Spreaker. And we're on Acast. And we're on Podknife. And we're on YouTube. YouTube's We're Not Wizards. We did a video. Did a video. I did a video recently on Catacombs Conquest. So it's a big thank you to Elsa Games for sending us a, a copy because we did an unboxing video for it. And there's going to be more videos coming along soon as well, I think. Yeah, I need to do more. It's just hard work, isn't it? I just point my phone and just point it and see what, <laughs> see what happens. Try and edit it, you know. And then yeah. you realise it's like it gives you a big appreciation for like what what um, Luke Hector does. And what Mr. Grogan does? <laughs> no, I have no appreciation for Hector. What, 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 what does he do? Honestly, what Luke? He sits there in front of the camera, looking like a, like one of those special children that he has that special rub. <laughs> you be careful about Mr. Hector. Mr. Hector's lovely. 
He's my arch nemesis. He he's like the broken I'm... meeple. He's yeah. fan- he's fantastic. He, he's my, he's my nemesis. He doesn't know it, but he is. We, 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 he's down the road at Portsmouth. I'm in Southampton. So he's just going to turn up and punch him in the face at the UK I, Games Expo. And see I love abuse. I love Luke because I, I he isn't as abundant in character. He's very slight. He's very um, subtle, actually, Luke. In, in what he, he is funny, but he's very subtle in it. But yeah, he kind of gets this look of abject terror in his face when he's in the room with me, because he's like, it's like being stuck in a box with Freddie Star. I think is probably what. Because he, he's like, what? What's going to happen? <laughs> so he's just like, he's he did terrified. say. He did say last time he met you, he could have just walked up and licked his face. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's probably likely. I just do. Yeah, I do like to put him on edge. I, I do love the whole. So that's it, at the Broken Meeple. Search on YouTube. <laughs> Search yeah. YouTube for the Broken Meeple. Broken um, Meeple. Very excellent YouTube content. Um, yes. Fantastic top tens. Really, really strong shelf game. <laughs> as well. And um, if you want to keep a track of us, as I say, did I say we, we're on Spotify? Um, you, are you on Spotify? Yeah, we're on Spotify. It's amazing. Um, but you can also find us on the usual places like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you like what you've listened to this evening, (laughs) seriously, if you like what you've listened to this evening, there's lots of other podcasts out there. There is. is. You know, have a search. On Spotify, though, you'll find us. Um, Mm. But if you like us an awful lot, then please go to Apple Podcasts and drop us a rating or a review. If you do like us really, really nice, you know, as I say, don't give us a 10 because it makes us big headed. But don't yeah. give us a one, because it makes us cry. And I am an ugly crier. It's confirmed. I have photographs. Oh, give us yeah. a five, because it's in the middle and it's average, and we are decidedly average. But the person who's not being average tonight in any way, shape, or form, <clears throat> and I've got <laughs> and I've got a speech I've written. Oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> no, no, no. Is the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic. He's the rather amazing. Mr. Mike Barnes. Lovely. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Um, there's only two more things to do. No. First thing is to remember that we are many things. But we we're are. but we're not wizards. We're not. Definitely not. And and the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the rather wonderful, the rather fantastic, the rather man who has dared to roll. <laughs> I did. Be careful. Be careful of rolling, you know, children. (laughs) Always roll responsibly. (laughs) Roll responsibly and check ahead of you. I think worse than a dog parcel where you're rolling. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, It's the fantastic Mr. Mike Barnes. Say goodbye, Mr. Mike Barnes. Goodbye, Mr. Mike Barnes. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. And, um, yeah, as I said, um, you know, have a check out. And, um, yeah. Have a check yeah. out on Legion Rooms. You know. Yeah, do that. Come Have down, come see us. I'll entertain you for a full hour. And if you pay even more money, he'll go on his lunch break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 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 then I'll be gone for an hour. It'll be lovely for you, even better. <laughs> but, but until the next time. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Ta-ta. Bye. <laughs> no, you hang up. You hang up. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs>